show that is different canvas it's like a set design as well through which the action of the characters it, uh, takes place they come in and they come out of this beautiful set setting and then further than that the setting itself has life you know we are we're actually interacting and we are in various places and it is a very large setting to boot it's everywhere on the earth <laughs> there is no place according to Psalm 19 that this set is not seen so the heavens everywhere are declaring the glory of God and the um, day the day the very day itself is uttering back to us speech and in the day, right, we hear the twerping of the birds. We hear the sound of all of his creatures. We hear the voices of people who are made in his image. We hear the roar of thunder when the elements and the, the temperature clashes. We are so aware of the sound of the running brook and the um, the beat of the uh, wind against the water, the movement of those big, uh, big the big bodies, you know, in the water, the big, uh, what am I saying, the big portions at the same time, and the slashing of those waves against the uh, each other. You know, it's just a beautiful thing. The heavens do declare the glory of God, and uh, the day utters the speech. You know, it goes on and on. And then also it is written that the law of the Lord is perfect. It converts the soul. And the testimony of the Lord is sure. It makes wise the simple. Hallelujah. Good morning to our reader today. We have in the studio right now as co-host, my dear uh, Anna. Hi there. How are you today? Hi. Good morning. How are you? I'm fine. Thanks. A Good, little, not, thanks. you know, foggy as I am ah. not talked this morning. <laughs> yeah, I have to talk <laughs> half the day before my voice clears up anymore. And I think it's because I have allergies. I'm not quite sure. But I am fine and sounding. <laughs> yeah, you sound alive. It happens, I was yep. going to say, it happens to all of us when you're not talking in the morning, but I got a glass of water and opened up uh -huh. the blinds and I talked to myself and prayed. <laughs> so that was Very my good. meditation. 
And you know that's so why I decided I should I should do the voice exercises or something too, but um, you know I could hardly sing, so it it doesn't really help. Nonetheless, I'm glad that you're up and and uh, you know really alive and well on this great beautiful day. It's an Independence Day for us celebration, uh, and of course in the my neck of the woods, as we would say in in the, this country on the East Coast. We've been hearing, uh, what do you call them, the fireworks, oh my goodness, in the neighborhood for days already. People have done this for a whole week already. So I can imagine what today is going to be like. It'd be nice to go down to the waterfront as we did early on as a family, yes, and watch those beautiful fireworks. But here we are and we're going to begin Uh, today. I just want to say again that my name is Phyllis and I am the host of Rehoboth Institute of the Arts podcast. Our outreach podcast, the live one, uh, is wow, what a show. And of course, I always explain what that means and indicates to me personally and hopefully to everyone who observes the beauty of the universe. And I'm going to ask um, Anna if you have on a head headphone, do you? I do. Okay, great. All right, because today. yes, I'm trying to limit the amount of um, feedback we get, so I just want to make sure. All righty then, you can take over and take off. I'm ready. Well, good morning, and um, again, I'm very happy to be here this morning. Uh, reading through Proverbs is going to be just a, a, an amazing adventure for us and for the listeners. Mm-hmm. And I'm ready to just share God's word with everybody. Very privileged to be able to read it aloud and share. So before we begin this morning, let me just say a very brief prayer and say, God, I thank you, Lord Jesus, for being here this morning. You are amazing. And I know that more and more that the only time I can really think of anything awesome is when I think of you. I go, that word's overused, Lord. That's your word. You are amazing. Mm. You are awesome. And we are grateful uh, in the world that we live in to, to be able to sit here and have this opportunity, Lord Jesus. But we're most grateful no matter where we are in the world, our sisters and brothers who are in a hard place, the one to are in a comfortable place, Lord, no matter where we are, you are the Lord, period. And as one woman used to say, God will prevail. And so as we read through Proverbs 4 today, may the listeners and may uh, we understand that not only will you prevail while we're here, you will deal with us gently if we allow you to, like a father, as we read through Proverbs 4, which is a song, uh, excuse me, a proverb written um, from Solomon, the son of David, to his own. So let's read Proverbs 4. Hear, O sons, the instruction of a father, and give attention that you may gain understanding. For I give you sound teaching. Do not abandon my instruction. 
when I was a son to my father, tender and the only son in the sight of my mother. Then he taught me and said to me, let your heart hold fast my words, keep my commandments and live. Acquire wisdom, acquire understanding. Do not forget nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her and she will guard you, that is wisdom. Love her and she will watch over you. The beginning of wisdom is acquire wisdom. And with all you're acquiring, get understanding. Prize her and she will exalt you. She will honor you if you embrace her. She will place on your head a garland of grace. She will present you with a crown of beauty. Hear my son and accept my sayings and the years of your life will be many. I have directed you in the way of wisdom. I have led you in upright paths. When you walk, your steps will not be impeded or slowed. If you run, you will not stumble. Take hold of instruction. Do not let go. Guard her for she is your life. Do not enter the path of the wicked and do not proceed in the way of evil men. Avoid it. Do not pass by it. Turn away from it and pass on. For they cannot sleep unless they do evil. And they are robbed of sleep unless they make someone stumble. For they eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. But the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn that shines brighter and brighter unto the full day. The way of the wicked is like darkness. They do not know over what they stumble. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your sight. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their body. Watch over your heart with all diligence. For from it, flow the springs of life. Put away you a deceitful mouth and put devious speech far from you. Let your eyes look directly ahead and let your gaze be fixed straight in front of you. Watch the path of your feet and all your ways will be established. Do not turn to the right nor to the left. Turn your foot from evil. And I want to say before we read this wonderfully stated uh, proverb from a father to his son, that this is definitely for anyone listening, the word of the Lord to us. He is always these men and their admonishments in the scriptures as his inspired word to us. And so while we have a writer, the pen has been guided by the Lord. And what I want to say about wisdom this morning as we continue with this theme, because in the beginning of Proverbs, you may notice that wisdom and understanding and knowledge are, it's a repetitive and ongoing admonishment. But here wisdom we see is personified, which I love. 
and literature in general. It's given a human characteristic. And one wonderful thing about personifying uh, 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 something that's an inanimate object or in this light, uh, you know, a, a, an intangible sort of trait or aspect of our being is that it gives life, okay? And it gives you the opportunity to create life with something that's normally intangible, but it is living and it informs life. So here, let's take a look quickly. The proverb here is a directive from a father. It's repetition. If you notice, he starts off with an admonishment, he goes and gives some consequences and comes back and admonishes. The repetition gives it the characteristic of a pleading, a pleading to follow instruction. But yet, and still, it is a directive and it is a command. And I wanted to stop and say that in case we think that it's optional sometimes. Well, some proverbs, you know, I can get with or some things I understand and others may not. Actually, the entire statement of Solomon is a command and a directive. So in light of this, remember that we live in a time when all of our enlightened ones are intellectuals these days. They say, you follow your own directive or do what feels right to you. You are your own guide. And because this admonishment to be our own authority in everything, and I don't mean maturity, but to be your own authority in everything is now given to even our young children and our feeling-driven youth. Foundations that support obedience in the home, hence obedience in society, they're crumbled in many key areas and they've always been challenged but if you can't see that they're fully crumbled now in many key areas we're not stepping outside of our homes because the minute you do and you have conversations even if it's subtle even if it sounds good it still has crumbled some foundations that keep people in respect for authority not only in their home but in the society so the sensibility toward listening to authority, you know, it's always been uh, threatened. Adam and Eve showed that. God gives a directive, they question it because they're influenced by some external voice. And here they are, they stand in disobedience. But it continues. Now those, however, who have tasted the fruit of humility and decided to obey, the healthy instruction of authority have greatly benefited. And how are people who taste the fruit of humility, humble themselves and decide to obey like in the home? What, the, what a beautiful picture God has given us as parents to, to see the consequence of sin and to see the consequence of obedience. But those who have decided like that child, like Solomon's son, when he listened, he probably understood this and probably saw this right on. They have benefited in heart, benefited in our minds, benefited even in our emotions, even when they're going awry. God has a way of using obedience to bring it back into line. And all of a sudden you're healed. You know, therapies aren't always needed when you have a moment to pause and think and ponder and take the instruction and come back and you are then healed even in your emotion. In your intellect, I believe, that contrary spirit 
does not help us develop in the mind. We have benefited in our behavior. And I'll say it again, in our behavior, our life endeavors, we have a greater capacity for extending good and an understanding that good directives are godly. And even the ungodly know that good directives that are followed lead to what they might call a good life, a better way of living, but it is godly. So when God provides a command to do or not to do, to be or not to be, that is truly the question. It is infused with and inextricably connected to his love for us just like the parent, just like Solomon had for his own, for his son, for his children. And let me remind the audience that Solomon was the son of David. David was God's chosen. David was anointed with special anointing oil. Saul was chosen by the people and God allowed it. But David was chosen by God and anointed him. And out of David comes Uh, our savior out of his line. And so when Solomon says at the beginning here that his own father, you know, taught him when he was the son, when he was tender, when he was young, he's being taught by the man who listened and obeyed. And for most of his life, he was God's man. He had a fall. Yes, he did. But God restored him. And we can, that resonates with us. He restores and he was the man after God's own heart. And so Proverbs is then a beautiful portrait of a father's love for his own. And as the inspired word of God, God's directive provided out of what that perfect love that is all knowing. That's why he can instruct It pleads for us to listen to him, follow him, obey his words of instruction. And so today, again, this wisdom is personified. Solomon, for a while in the Proverbs, will repeatedly make that admonishment to get wisdom and understanding. And so... I pray that this morning as we listen and read again and maybe just emphasize a few lines, we remember that, you know, this is from the Lord who knows all, who is the epitome of love itself. And if you have any experience, you will see that authority that leads us in the right way, that keeps us from stumbling to our own destruction is beautiful. It is not contrary to us getting what we want, you know, in terms of like us having opportunity, a good opportunity. It's not meant to stifle our lives. Following instruction and being obedient is meant to bring us life. And the world, because we're fleshly, will always say, but I don't want to do that, or that's good for you, or that's how you interpret it, or they're just indifferent, or the going thing that I see now is that people just don't say anything. I'll just ignore you. Or like a friend of mine told me recently, we can just break this up right now. 
I don't want to hear all that stuff. I've been told that a few times and it hurts. But I will not forsake the wisdom of God and allow myself to follow in the path for anything. Not anymore. So let's go back through Proverbs. But first, Phyllis, if you'd like to come in and join that conversation, that would be great. I have heard the words of this um, chapter this morning and your beautiful, excuse me, explanation throughout it. And I do love the fact that you brought out it is both a pleading of a father uh, to his son as well as a directive from God. And I know everyone who is on this line has an understanding of what that's like. You really desire your children to do well and to prosper in life and to not walk according to the world's ways when they lead to destruction. And many of the allurements of the world are very destructive. Even if we live through them, we come out with the the mm-hmm. the smoker of it all, you know, uh, and as we read yesterday, yes, um, the promotion of the scorner, those who scorn God's word, who turn away, is mm-hmm. is shame, right? So we come into uh, a relationship with the Lord, and we have to uh, be delivered, healed from those wounds that we incurred as we walked as a scorner. And the beauty of it also is that God does indeed forgive. He does indeed make us whole. He does indeed deliver us and heal us. But the the, the warning is not to go there uh, because sometimes the experience is, re- is more detrimental than just you know the, the um those things that befall all men right and some people get through them it's it's very it's very scarring and those scars can sometimes be ever uh, long lasting is what I'm saying so I so appreciate that that point that you brought out and with that I I um you know I I just really wanted to highlight that one and and um repeat it because it was so good for me. You know, it's funny too. I was thinking um, as I was going through this a couple of times, I wanted to make a point to stop at verse 19. Yes, mm-hmm. the way of, and, and I agree wonderfully with you. And I wanted to maybe actually emphasize the pleading. But when I, you know, when you study English and you teach your students the four different types of sentences, right? Um, you want to mm-hmm. remind yourself that uh, at least in the way we understand language, one of those types of sentences, you know, it's a command, <laughs> you know, it's mm-hmm. not a, well, you know, if you do that, maybe then this, that, that is true. We looked at that last time in Proverbs too, but sometimes mm-hmm. it's just, Hey, you stop, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. there's an exclamation mm-hmm. point, even in this particular translation, there are a couple of places where it's emphatic. And it's so pushing the directive almost was just a way to undergird the fact that obedience is part of this listening to instruction. It is a pleading. 
it is a pleading, but I know that sometimes when people hear, hey, I'm sort of pleading and begging, it's like, oh, that's Mm -hmm. just, I get it. And I've been told this. One of the things I like about you is that you do want the best for people, for everybody, you know, so it's almost like, oh, that's really nice that you're pleading and begging me (laughs) to come, but that's not for me. (laughs) A directive sort of stops us in our place and we have to at least acknowledge that I've been told something, period. Like sometimes in immaturity, audits get to that, even if we stumble, you've been told. And I was reminded this week that when we stand before God and actually the older I get, the more nervous I get, even though on one hand, we know that we have this abundance of covering under the blood of Jesus. On the other hand, I know and I remember even though God has told me, you know, my sins, he's washed away as far as the east is from the west. He remembers my transgressions. And well, all of that is wonderful. But because I remember and I'm more you know, sensitive to my own shortcomings in life, um, you know, I, I, I need to be reminded that, you know, obedience is, is key. It's key. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, this verse here is if it helps at all, you know, the way of the wicked is like darkness. So we can say that, but notice the second one after that, they do not know or what they stumble. Mm. You know, you got to pause and think about that. You don't even know why you are the way you are. You don't know. You know, we don't know so much. And and many times I thought back, I always reference this paper I wrote in my biology class in 10th grade. I can see myself in that class now and I have no idea why in biology we were writing about topics that didn't you know, seem to have anything to do with dissecting pigs or something, right? But I remember reading it and going, who, I wrote that? I can't even remember why. I wrote on a topic my own parents did not tell me to write on. This was not their sensibility that I ever knew anything about. And I just infused from the things I was learning around me this perspective on this particular issue that's an issue till today. And it's a very controversial issue. And I wrote in the affirmative. And I shuddered because I saved a lot of my work. And I, until today, I say, God, I don't even know why I wrote it. I don't know how the topic came up. I don't know exactly what that had to do with what we were learning in class. I liked my teacher. I didn't feel like he was feeding us a bunch of nonsense, but I don't know where that came from. How did I get to that perspective? Well, when I look here, I wasn't exactly pursuing wisdom like in an intentional way, you know, but I, I did know I had a good foundation. But I tell you, when I hear this repetition, I go, you know, maybe we need to say this more often, more often, more often, because what I do know is the things I do remember hearing in my own home and when I went out, the things that were repeated often or that face I can remember, that's what I remembered. So here Solomon is, you know, I think the repetition is good. Let's lay the foundation. Let let Mm -hmm. me say this. Let me say this. Let me, let me give you the directive. I'm telling you not to do this, but then I'm also telling you the consequence and I'm pleading with you all at the same time. And while I'm not giving you the details on every scenario, when you read words, uh, scriptures like, um, you know, they, they, the scripture that says here, um, they cannot sleep until they do evil. When I really think that, you know, there are people who you just are out with, or even if it's just the upright crowd, you know, the upstanding, we're not driving drunk, or we're not mm-hmm. even doing the really big bad sins. 
but you know, you can't stop until there's some perverse word or joke or thought, you know, something. Mm -hmm. It's going to come out. And it's like people and mm -hmm. they're left to themselves can't sleep until they do that. We can't stop until we make somebody else stumble. And I think about Jesus talking to the Pharisees and saying how, and I can't put it perfectly now, but, you know, they make those people who follow them twofold the center. You know, that you're not entering in and you're preventing other people from entering in. And the, the thing is that we're ignorant and blinded. And yes, the way of the wicked is like darkness. So, you know, it, eventually this sounds a little heavy, like I'm not that person. But when you really think about it, the subtleties, even with whether you consider yourself a good person or a bad person or in between, whatever you consider yourself, if you're not pursuing these things, if you're not hearing the voice of God, it's darkness. It just is expressed in so many ways. And the thing is, we don't even know over what we stumble. So that illustration about the, uh, the, the paper, I don't even know. <laughs> over what I stumble. I don't even know how I gained that perspective. I don't even, I did at the time, didn't know what was wrong. But I remember having a twinge of, hmm, you know, just, hmm. <laughs> like, mm. I wonder, I even think, that, and so I, I just want to stop there and say for the listeners, as, you know, we listen to Solomon admonishing his son, but if we listen to God admonishing us, keep my sayings, accept them. You know, the light, your own life is going to, be lengthened, you know, in, in God's plan. Um, you won't be slowed your steps, you know, this stumbling. And it's just don't enter the path. He's like, don't go to the right or the left. It's really imperative, you see, that you don't do this. And God knows that we are born in sin and we'll have to come to him. He knows all that. Yet he's telling us repeatedly over and over. And I think, again, that foundation of Solomon saying this, and I can imagine he said this often, or, you know, that people, the, the foundations are where we can fall back to if we fall, and God does forgive, and we remember, but you got to give me something to remember, <laughs> and that's how I feel when I read through these Proverbs. If you can't remember anything, you there are a few things you can't remember. You can't help it because he keeps repeating it over and over Amen. And repetition is the mother of wisdom, really. Repetition of those things, or learning, I should say, uh, by rokeness, really does embed in our very being whatever it is that you are, are repeating and repeating. I love uh, Reem's comment. She says, um, adherence to God's word liberates. It does indeed. It is truly freedom. Once we understand what bondage is, God's way brings great joy. See, because at first, I love that you brought out this point. At first, you don't even know. And so you hear uh, a word that limits, which all love does, um, and you think that you are going to be put in chains. You think you are actually going to be bound. But until you recognize that you are bound, mm -hmm. that word does not entice. But when you finally see and understand mm -hmm. that you yourself are bound by your own lack, inadequacies, 
transgressions, you know, habits uh, and things that you don't understand, then God's way offers the true freedom. And Mm -hmm. it is the best thing that ever happened to you. Reams also writes, amen, nature abhors a vacuum. It does, according to the psychologist, I guess, or, or the scientist. If we don't constantly replenish our sinful nature with the wisdom of the word of God, we will stumble. Mm-hmm. Amen. And mm-hmm. you know what else Anna brought out that I'm so, I'm thinking, well, thank you, Jesus. It is the collective of God's gifts in us that brings us to a better understanding of who he is himself. And you brought out the fact that you didn't know what you were doing there, even though the foundation had been laid. When we are in the, the company of those who are not, so to speak, immersed themselves, Mm -hmm. even if they are going to church. (laughs) I love it. Praise Mm -hmm. God. Even if they are calling themselves Christians, we will cause one another to stumble. Isn't that amazing? A a coarse joke. Yeah. Or a mocking uh, statement about God himself. Mm -hmm. I tell you, I'm watching this thing called Grant Chester and these vicars in the Anglican Church in England are struggling with personal uh, issues Mm -hmm. and each of them coming from different walks and experiences Mm -hmm. in their childhood. And they've come to God for a reason. All of them are looking for that everlasting non-judgmental love. Mm -hmm. And they are surrounded, though. First of all, the Anglican Church is not binding them to relationship, but binding them to rules and traditions. Mm -hmm. Oh, God, have mercy on us. And they are then finding comfort in friendships that are even atheistic. And so the counsel they receive pulls them even from the very word that they know. Perfect example. I just, yes. Perfect example. Amazing. That that void will be filled sometimes. Like people say these days, you will worship something. The void that's happening, if if you're searching, something's going to fill it. And the enemy of our soul has been watching. I think we forget that. He's been watching since the first Mm. deception. And he will play the same card with you over and over again if it's working. He'll only branch out, Mm -hmm. you know, just for fun or if something's not working. So isn't that amazing? I would love to see that. Mm -hmm. And yeah, the vicars are searching and and people commit themselves. And so you made a a beautiful point that just went beyond what I was saying. I'm looking at being in the company, right, of, you know, the wicked Mm -hmm. communications, those who don't know, those who are outside of Christ don't know so they're walking it's still in sin right um but those even when we come you know I've been convicted in my own life boy did I go through something and then in the going through some sort of you know uh sort of inadvertently say do represent something about God that is really not something I agree with right but in the moment I have now influenced somebody away from God as opposed to closer Mm. to him. Have I made concessions or am I looking like I'm making concessions because I am making concessions? Like, you know, what, what, Mm. it's really, um, (laughs) you know, it's, uh, Mm. 
it's hard to talk about sometimes because it's so true and that what so you referencing them I feel like that's a perfect example here are men who are decidedly committed toward an end but because of the experience even amongst ourselves and I am one who would love to say no let's not bring down the church I am the church so that we know we need a washing instead of talking about what we're not let's think this we're reminded of what we are but you know you're right you know sometimes it is the rules sometimes it is inadvertently just you know because you're ignorant <laughs> and you're or whatever it may be and here they find even in the atheist or somebody else the void field and the relationship and so then the, the right the communication and the guidance and the the are coming from uninformed minds they're uninformed yes. in godliness <laughs> they're uninformed in holiness and they're uninformed in his perfection. And so it's going to end up being awry, right? Eventually, um, yes. no matter how good it sounds. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, that's beautiful. And Reams further says the enemy of our souls lurks like a hungry lion. Absolutely. Everywhere we have um, not sealed the gaps in our <laughs> own flesh, uh, the gap. Of, of God's love has it come to, um, what is it, to wash us and cleanse us and deliver us, you know, then that that hungry lion, as, as Anna told us, who has been observing mankind since they were created, no less, has found a way into the flesh of men. By the way, the enemy understands the flesh. The enemy understands enmity with God mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. the enemy mm -hmm. was, did mm -hmm. become the enemy of God, wanting mm -hmm. to overthrow. He understands pride. He understands self-centeredness. He understands, um, you know, this whole, this, you know, I, I have to talk on this one, but this idea that people don't love themselves, mm, he understands what that means. Oh my <laughs> goodness. And even until we understand that, we are going to be also, uh, the prey, we will be preyed upon. And the enemy is preying upon whomever he can prey on, which means the whole world is under that, that possibly under that influence from at least time to time. And so when we are sitting with each other, we are definitely uh, uh, available unless we are immersed, as Reem says, and as Anna has pointed out in the commenting of the Proverbs, to, to really heed the plead, <laughs> the pleading of the Father, as well as the command. Now, you know, um, I have friends who, who know just how to speak a word, you know, you know, you know, my, my good buddy Yvette, she never ever comes, I mean, unless she gets upset, but she speaks mm -hmm. a, a, an appropriate tone. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. you know, she's very uh, careful in her words, mm -hmm. right? Very careful. So that command can be a sting when you hear it. Mm -hmm. However, the, the kindness in the words draws but again the command makes you know that something has been spoken right. and i'm not i'm not for you know running around commanding at all necessarily but i am i am very much in 
favor of God's correction and God's strict uh, statements to do this or not to do that. And he speaks them uh, kindly, gently. The uh, Ravi Zacharias says when, I, oh my goodness, I forget it now. There's never a time when he's speaking. Go ahead. I was thinking of the, the word reference from Ravi. It's funny that you mentioned him. <laughs> what did they, What did he say? Never give anyone a rose. <laughs> now when you cut off their nose or something like that. His that's right. That. You, I don't know if that's what you're you referencing. You can't give a person a rose. No, no, no. That's, he does say that as okay. well. He, he says don't give, a, don't give a person a rose to smell if you've cut off their noses. Absolutely. If you have, have uh, you know, uh, been so abrasive that right. you are now hurting people and offending people, right? But a, a word fitly spoken is like an apple of gold. And that is what we're calling this series, Apples of Gold. These proverbs are both a plead and a command. They are both a prayer and the answer to the prayer. If you don't know where you're going or from whence your wrongdoing, that part of you that just can't get right. You remember that in the movie Life? And the, there was one character whose name just can't get right. That's what they call him, just can't get right. Mm. Why? Because mm. he had a mental condition. Yeah, he just couldn't get right. You know, he was, <laughs> mm. it's a great movie. If ever you've seen a movie, you should watch Life. I'm telling you, it's right. really good. But uh, <laughs> that's our condition. We just can't get right until the flow of love through us begins to cleanse us and make us whole. Yes, yes, he's a cunning lion, that one, the enemy of our souls. So uh, says Reem, we're so uh, pleased um, uh, for your comments. The point I was making with Ravi though is, um, mm, I lost it, it'll come again, uh, maybe this evening. No, don't apologize. This has been very, very rich stated. It has been very succinctly given, very complete in your commenting. I thank you so much. This is beautiful. It's just beautiful. The Proverbs are beautiful, wouldn't you say? Yes. They are, and they continue. Uh, they'll move on, and Solomon will keep admonishing his son and his mm -hmm. own. Uh, in terms of what you said, I just agree that the way that we say things, as much as I'm okay with using the word directive, as strong as that sounds or command, I know the scriptures are actually just uh, infused with uh, a great deal of grace. I mean, the repetition itself for me softened it. It wasn't just a mm -hmm. verse and then, you know, you go and quote that for the rest of your life, that one, you know, <laughs> flag up. And mm -hmm. he's, he's got lots of things going on. And the fact that the Lord lets us see how far from him, you know, we can get in terms of what the other side has to offer. I feel like that somehow also softens it. Um, I love this mm -hmm. one that's a children's song, verse 18 in Proverbs 4, verse 18. It says, but the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn that shines brighter mm. and brighter into the full day. So when he tells us what, you know, mm. following his instruction does afford us, you know, he gives us this picture. And again, it's a children's song, you know, but the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn. It shines brighter 
brighter and brighter. And the full day, I do believe it references uh, the, the high noon, you know, so to the brightest mm. part of our mm-hmm. day, the mm-hmm. path, okay, that, that path, that way that I'm really calling you to, it's like the light of dawn. Mm. It shines brighter and brighter until the mm. fullness of the day. And so for me, you know, again, um, when I read the scriptures, I don't feel like what people might feel when a human being says the scriptures, <laughs> you know, maybe you feel like the way they said it is a lot more abrasive than actually maybe if you just read it, it does its job in our minds when we read it. But um, mm-hmm. if you would taste a little, if for one moment, like growing up, I think I used to be told if you could just be quiet. <laughs> For a minute and I, I I learned that if I'm quiet and allow my thoughts it's not about right or wrong but if you quiet yourself for a second you can digest a lot with Amen. less upheaval within yourself and frustration that you're not being heard mm. so you just give yourself a moment to digest it and that's how I feel like even commands can be uh, in authority when people are you know, yelling and screaming at those people who are making even rules and regulations that you may hate, if you would quiet yourself, because if you don't, you're going to run yourself ragged into a place and you're really just going to never taste that path. You're going to never see what that path of instruction will offer you because Mm. you are now the only thing you can hear. You are now the only thing you can see. (laughs) And uh, being, and I hate to use the word, trying to make the point that gentleness is key, but if we are forced, (laughs) quote unquote, or, you know, put in a position where we can calm down, uh, sometimes that will allow us to digest something that at first seemed too rough or gravel-like. And we might find Mm -hmm. it within that, what we thought was gravel, there's a lot of, you know, flourishing garden. It's, it's a lot gentler than we thought. It's a lot more loving than we thought, even though it is loving from the beginning, right? But people equate love yes. with something softer. <laughs> and so yes. um, if that helps <laughs> with sharing the words, by the way, when we share these, I shared these with my older son. I sent it to him and I just thought it was beautiful, you know, just because of the way the chapter started. But um, if we you know, it, it, sometimes you don't know how to share. You're doing the best you can within the personality you've been given. Um, but when we share them, if we can remember to let the word do what it's going to do, and maybe we can um, present it in the way that God intended it and let his Holy Spirit do the work and we don't have to put so much emphasis, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so many pointing fingers. Yes. Um, so much frustration that you're actually doing contrary to what the word just said do. <laughs> um, Amen. And, and you know, that that's really quite lovely. Reams writes, you can lose the person you're trying to reach and therefore lose the point as well. Mm-hmm. And and the point is to draw them into, into the beauty of God's love and, and ultimate salvation. But God alone gives the increase. You know, I when when I came to know Christ, really, really know him for myself, um, I began to evangelize my family, uh, my brothers. Oh, my goodness. You know, and I just had such a fear in my heart 
for their um, lack. Now we were all raised in in the same um, house and the foundation of of God's love and and my parents lived it out pretty much before us, right? And they were constantly telling us. But still, in those teen years, in those early twenties things can, can really look a little strange. And so they were looking a little strange to me. So I began to just, I, I couldn't stop, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I became a person that those younger kiddos, my nieces and nephews, kind of hated to see coming. Now, they never said this, but I kind of got it, right? And finally, the Lord um, told me that I couldn't save anyone. It, it isn't, I can't do it. No matter what I say, how many times I say it, I can't. So then he started, I would begin to write letters and the Lord would say, write my word, just use my word, paraphrase it, do whatever, but let the words that you speak be the words of the Lord and not condemnation, not you better do this or you ought to do that or why don't you do this, right? Just speak the word. Mm-hmm. And surely and slowly, enough, my entire approach has, has totally changed and remained changed. I love them as they are. And I pray, I mean, which now, you know, all, pretty much I think all my, my siblings are in Christ, well established in Christ. But I, um, even to younger people, the people that I, you know, I meet and outreach to, I meet them, I meet the person, right? And then before I begin to pound them, I never pound them anymore, but I gently, with, with the love of Christ in my heart, I try to allow God to speak to that person and not me, Phyllis. Let the Spirit of God lead us. So I think that's kind of the sum of what we're trying mm-hmm. to say, yes, mm-hmm. or what we are saying, what, and, the, and the way the Proverbs are presented to us. Wisdom, just pounding your head continuously. If you read, if you read Proverbs, you know, I did it with, with Anna's son. He is my grandson. And uh, it was the most wonderful experience just to, we read every day and we talked every day for a month. And every day he astounded me with what the Lord was speaking to his heart. Isn't it wonderful? Mm -hmm. God can do it. And we trust him to do it. We believe he can do it. And therefore, we give it to him. Everything, those we want to come to Christ and the problems that we want him to solve in ourselves, everything, acknowledge him. It's one of the Proverbs. Go on, Anna, you were going to speak. No, I was just, I I didn't. Mm -hmm. I was agreeing and I was thinking about something you said. So I was in thought. Um, Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. And, you know, what I, I, I pray that all of us, We'll see this as a continuation. There isn't, if you read the scriptures long enough, you see that it's undergirded here somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And God's going to undergird mm-hmm. what he says here somewhere else. And again, it's, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's an awesome thing to stand before the living God, because I think I may have mentioned it before, but one thing I was reminded of is that when we stand before him, and I don't know if this is true, this is just us guessing, all right, about eternity. But if he only held up his word after I have read it, you know, he wouldn't have to say anything. He just had to re- have me recall all this abundance Amen. of admonishment mm. and, 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 you know, uh, pleading mm. and, and loving and, 
the balance that he puts and allowed mm. the writers to to give us in uh, the descriptions and in the scenarios, the balance of the Bible. All he'd have to do is hold it up and say, but I gave you all that you Amen. And I repeatedly mm. gave you all you needed to know. And you would remember it in the details of your life. So, you know, you can't say, oh, but you didn't say what jacket to wear. Or you didn't tell me, mm. should I say this particular word? You know, it's almost like he said, I gave you a, a good mind. I made you in my image and I gave you ability. And now you're going to pretend as if in those detailed moments you didn't know. You, your conscience didn't accuse or excuse, you know. And it's so, mm. as we read the Proverbs, you know, and, and you hear even um, the father's instruction, when you take it literally, uh, children, I believe, who are given the foundation uh, often say and can say, but I know my mom or dad, whomever they're referencing, told me. You know why? Because they might not be able to remember exactly what the word was, but all of those instructions and all those things are the foundations. And all you have to do is turn their faces back to their praying mom or dad or both of them. And, and they'll know. They'll, we, we are convicted because we know. You don't have to quote it. You mm. just know. He's already had it deposited <laughs> into your heart and your mind. Mm. And so as we read again, if you share the word with anybody by all means i agree let's share it knowing that we don't save but i tell you when you do share it um because of maybe what god has done for you and giving you your bit of understanding be very prayerful and intentional and, and do offer it as if you were laying brick that type of foundation you know mm. so that we, our, our, ourselves and our kids and our friends, when they turn around in that day that God calls them, because see, God saves and he has predestined who will be, like, I don't know that that's his hand, handiwork, right? Mm -hmm. But when he does, it will be, you know, oftentimes, not every time, but oftentimes that they will have a remembrance. And that's one thing I love about this with Solomon in the beginning of Proverbs, that this just is so repetitive and it's so beautiful. And, you know, verse six to nine, what will wisdom give you? Not what will it take from you? What will it give you? Now let me admonish you. Then again, what will the wicked communications give you? So mm. let me come back and admonish you again. No. So, so as we, I, I would love to read it again. Yes, um, by all means. I was going to ask if you would. Nice. And I will read it from the King James. We started this morning and I read it um, out of the New American Standard, if that helps some. But I have to confess that I still read out of the King James. And so I'm going to close today uh, with the words that are so very similar. So I don't think it'll change much. But. Proverbs 4, and God, I ask your blessing on your word. Hear, children, O sons. Hear, you children, the instruction of a father, and attend to no understanding. For I give you good doctrine. Forsake ye not my law. 
for I was my father's son, tender and the only beloved in the sight of my mother. He taught me also and said unto me, let thine heart retain my words, keep my commandments and live. Get wisdom, son, get understanding, forget it not, neither decline from the words of my mouth. Forsake her not, and she shall preserve thee. Love her, and she will keep thee. Wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get understanding. Exalt her, and she shall promote thee. She shall bring thee to honor. When thou dost embrace her, she shall give to thine head an ornament of grace. A crown of glory shall she deliver to thee. Hear, O son, and receive my sayings. And the years of thy life shall be many. I have taught thee in the way of wisdom. I have led thee in the right paths. When thou goest, thou steps shall not be straightened. Thou, thou shall not be straightened. And when thou runnest, thou shalt not stumble. Take fast hold of instruction. Let her not go. Keep her, for she is thy life. Enter not into the path of the wicked, and go not into the way of evil men. Avoid it. Pass not by it. Turn from it and pass away. For they sleep not except they have done mischief, and their sleep is taken away unless they cause some to fall. For they have eat the bread of wickedness, and they drink the wine of violence. But the path of the just is as a shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. The way of the wicked is as darkness. They know not at what they stumble. My son, attend to my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes, keep them in the midst of thine heart, for they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Put away from thee a froward or contrary mouth. Perverse lips put far from thee. Let thine eyes look right on, and let thine eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder the path of thy feet, and let all thy ways be established. Turn not to the right hand, nor to the left. Remove thy foot from evil. Amen. Amen. Praise be to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. We hear you, Father. We do hear your words. And we pray this morning that all who have heard and who will hear have this word deeply planted to really sprout up, to germinate, to live, to grow, and to improve and increase our understanding of who you are and what you have truly 
imparted to us that we may live truly the abundant life. Walking in your way. And Father, I pray also that we will put our eyes on the page and between our brain and the word that you have left, there will be absolutely no distraction. And as we see the words, as we read, Lord God, and understand the words, there will, Father, be to us an impartation of your spirit and the new life that we have received. And if we have yet not come to know you in our hearts right now, in the name of Jesus, we beseech thee, Father, take over, be my Savior. Redeem me, Lord God, from the bondage of my own flesh and from the influence of the enemy within this realm of my existence. Quicken me that I am alive to thee and you, Father, are communing with me. I am now your sheep. I hear your voice. I follow you and do not hear the voice of a stranger. Blessed be your name forever and ever. God, you are so amazing and your word proves it every time we read or hear. Glory. Glory. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Thank you. Anna, thank you. I pray also that the Lord our God surround our readers with that angelic host. Be the captain of the uh, host. Command protection and replenish, Lord God, according as they deliver and, and, and give out of their time, of their impression in your word, of their benefit from your word, their testimony to the world that you keep them every one and father i know this to be true that when we give we receive from you pressed down shaken together running over you said even men shall bring to our bosoms but we know that you do that and so for everyone, Lord God, who has participated and everyone who will participate, both from the reader's point and from the listener, be, be that to us all. We praise you for it. In the name of Jesus Christ. How lovely, right? How good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity, for us to be united in the Spirit of God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. It's a beautiful thing. That's right. <laughs> it's been very sweet. It is a beautiful thing. And look how much we benefit from God's uh, people, from those that he has called. And let me tell you, Anna Cain is not, she's not a... Um, an ordained minister. No, she is not sitting not on a podium. Oh, but it could be. She <laughs> is ordained of God. She's not ordained of men. This is the point I'm making. Nor are any of the readers who have been the co-host, but they right. all are beautifully set in Christ. Right. Right. And he speaks and gives a word through them because why? He has imparted to everyone who comes yes. to him the new creation. We are the born again of Christ Jesus. Yes. How can we not 
have something to say that is good. I just want you to know you out there, you are beautifully set by God to be his witnesses, his ambassadors, his his people, his children. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. And if I didn't call everyone's name and welcome, I want you to know that I welcome you. I welcome you. I welcome you. You are invited and uh, to join us uh, twice daily, 9 a.m. in the morning, 8.30 p.m., except for Sunday and Wednesday. On Sunday, we convene at 8 a.m. And again, you know, our, our evening time is 8.30. And on Wednesday, we convene in the morning at 9, as per usual, every other day. But on Wednesday evening, uh, we're going to start <clears throat> at, uh, I guess we're going to start at 7 for the month of July. And then invite you to stay and and be in a session with Pastor John Thomas, who is giving us a a series titled, In All Thy Getting, Get Understanding, Mm -hmm. Proverbs Mm -hmm. 4 and 8. Mm -hmm. Yes, we went through it today. Yes, (laughs) absolutely. And he is a man of great... (laughs) Yes. Starts today. <laughs> Absolutely. It starts today. Um, and all that getting, get understanding. And that's what we're doing. We're reading the Proverbs. And truly, um, we are here not so much um, to, to, to give you more than what you can get necessarily. Our purpose is to read, is really just to read through them. And we are responding to the Proverbs as God uh, speaks to us as well. So in all that getting, get understanding as we go through. And and so that's our schedule. And wouldn't it be lovely if on these podcasts we could do a posting and it'd be there forever. But you're going from series to series or episode to episode. And it has to be posted each time. But I will indeed come in early. I keep reminding myself to do this and list our schedule. Uh, we are also Rehoboth Institute of the Arts. And we have, a, you know, that's our host site here, our podcast site. And there we have uh, several episodes. We're putting up now some stories for children. They're not, um, they're from Roger Kipling, who's a very, very a witty, you know, English writer from way back down the wind. And his stories are just good to know uh, for mm-hmm. kiddos. We're going to do some Aesop's fables, but we're also going to do a read for our children from a children's Bible so that they can begin to comprehend and understand who their God is, their creator yes. is. So join us there. Yeah, we grin. Um, and we, we we talk with, we have conversations. Yes, it is very good with um, uh, creative persons, whatever your uh, creative strength is, whatever you do. If you're just that church goer, we are a platform for you to share your works and to talk about uh, your your works. So join us. We loved having you. Henry, uh, so glad you've come. But we're just at the end of our, uh, our podcast. Henry, I invite you to join us again this evening at 8.30 or tomorrow morning at 9 when we shall again read from the book of Proverbs. The wonderful thing, oh my goodness, with the Psalms, I just, you don't know, I had trouble keeping up with what Psalm we were reading on a particular mm-hmm. day. But for the book of Proverbs, we don't have to do it because we're doing one chapter per day, 1 to 31. We yes. started July 1st and we will end on the 31st of July. 
as we shall with the book of Proverbs. How lovely. May the Lord our God bless and keep you all. You are indeed a big part of our podcast. Um, you, if you come, you delight our hearts and we feel in fellowship with you. If you don't come, we simply keep on going and our fellowship is direct and one-on-one with the Father and with, with yeah. the two of us, if there be two of us. Mm-hmm. So we're not here to count numbers. We are here simply to be the ambassadors of Christ Jesus, God's mm-hmm. work for redemption to a whole world if they will hear it. And uh, we ask you to be blessed. Have a really great day. Um, Our theme music, of course, is one that we love to go out with and come in with because it's so delightful. And as Anna mentioned, uh, the dawn in in this reading, the dawn, think about the dawn. Where's that script, the verse, Anna? You said... um, uh, uh, mm-hmm. Proverbs mm-hmm. 4, if you turn over to uh, mm-hmm. verse 18, the path of the righteous Read is like the light of dawn that shines okay. brighter and brighter into the full day. And if you are like myself and a child at heart, uh, you'll go pull that up under children's music. <laughs> uh, the path of the righteous is like <laughs> the light of dawn and, and enjoy your, your 4th of July singing through as his uh, son or daughter and, and repeating the lines that the children so love. The path of the righteous Amen. Light of dawn. It shines brighter and brighter yes. into the full day. One of my favorites. Amen. So, I know, and you did. You just really made that imagery come alive for me. And the dawn bespeaks what the marvelous light into which you've called dawn yes. uh, bespeaks yes. the uh, revelation of, of things spiritual. Dawn, right? Just think of the dawn. I don't know if you've ever been up when the sun came up, but that is a wonderful experience. And so we invite you to be the dawn and see the dawn and have a wonderful celebration of our freedom Uh, in America. We have been, you know, this is a day of the freedom of this country from British rule. But if you are across the world, it may not be your day to do that. Right. However, (laughs) The celebration of freedom yes. from the bondage of sin and a, a, a lack of, you know, interaction with God. It's a day of celebration everywhere. Remember the psalmist writes, this is the day that the Lord has Lord made. I will rejoice, rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. <laughs> May God bless you. And remember, whatever you're going through, Whatever hardships God is there, pray and know that not only did he make the day, but he commanded the dawn. May he be praised forever and ever. And he's a God who owns the cattle on a thousand hill, figuratively speaking. And you can have whatever you need. Just hang with him. He's coming in the name of Jesus Christ. Have a great day. And God willing, we'll see you this afternoon. (laughs) And let this music make you smile. Well, let the word make you smile and the the music just upholds it, okay? Thank you, Sister Anna. You're welcome. You have a great day. That came from Sister Rima. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Have a good and godly day. (laughs) Yes, that's lovely.